thank you so much for your word. I do thank you that it is trustworthy and true. And I thank you that your word really does tell us how we ought to live, even as we're living toward, you know, the end of our lives and even as we're living toward the end of time as we know it until Jesus Christ comes again. Uh, so, Father, I pray that your Holy Spirit would rest on me, that I can speak your word to your people today boldly and faithfully, and I pray that you'd open all of our hearts and minds to hear from you as we've come aside on this day uh, to worship you and honor you, both by singing songs and also by hearing your word proclaimed. We love you and we praise you and we thank you for all that you're doing and continue to do in us. And we pray all this in Christ's name. Amen. Simeon Peter, a servant and apostle of Jesus Christ, to those who have obtained a faith of equal standing with ours by the righteousness of God and uh, of our God and Savior, Jesus Christ. May grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. His divine power has granted to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us to his own glory and excellence, by which he has granted to us his precious and very great promises, so that through them you may become partakers of the divine nature." having escaped from the corruption uh, that is in the world because of sinful desire. May God bless to us this reading from his holy word. One of the real challenges, I think, that a lot of Christians face, and I, I know uh, a lot of times I've prayed this kind of prayer, and I, I can't tell you the number of times over the last 30 years that I've had somebody come to me and ask this kind of question, and the prayer or the question goes something like this. Oh, if I only had this, then I could live better for Jesus. You know, if I only had, sometimes it's more power. If I only had more power, then I would be a, a more effective uh, Christian. Uh, sometimes people say, well, if I only had more wisdom uh, or more compassion for other people, uh, or if I only had more mercy in my life, or if I only had uh, another gift of the Holy Spirit, uh, or if I only had a sense of God's call and purpose on my life, uh, if I only had, and you can put in the blank, this thing, then I could live more effectively for Jesus. And that's especially true for people in our urban environment. Uh, it really makes us feel most of the time that we are incomplete, we are insufficient. Uh, the city is so big around us and the problems we're facing are so huge that sometimes we think, well, if only this would happen, then the kingdom of God would come. Sometimes uh, churches will say, well, if only this person got saved, you know, if only somebody like, say, a, a David Beckham would get saved and become a real uh, evangelist for Jesus, then the church would have what it needs really to evangelize the, their community or to make a difference in their world. And it's very important when we feel this way to actually go and see what the Bible says. And it's important for us in those moments to choose to, to believe that what the Bible says is true, not what we're feeling at any given point in time. Because what Peter says very clearly here is that God's divine power has already granted to us all things 
that pertain to life and godliness. God's divine power has already given us everything we need to live for Jesus. We have everything we need right now to live effectively for Jesus Christ. We don't need to pray more, although we probably do need to pray more, uh, but you get my meaning. It's not, you don't have to memorize more scripture, although it'd be great to memorize more scripture. Uh, it's not about doing something or not doing something. It's about realizing, as we saw last week, what Peter said, that we already have a faith of equal standing to that of the apostles and understand that out of that, we can live our lives because God has given us what we need to live our lives. And so let's look at these two verses because they're really essential for us to grow in confidence in how we're going to live, especially as we live toward the time when Jesus comes again or we start to live toward the end of our life. I, I know there's a lot of times as I get older, uh, you know, I, I, you, you lose some of your energy. Sometimes you can lose some of your focus. Uh, sometimes you can lose some of your hair, which fortunately I've kept most of mine so far but I don't know that that's always going to be the case. You know, there's so many things we can think that we can, we can lose and that we can't live anymore. And I've seen so many people that just give up and, and are just ready to coast into the time that they die. And what Peter is saying here is, no, we don't do that. We're not called to live that way. We're actually called to live in the power of God for as long as we live. So how can we live into that reality Peter's telling us here. First of all, he says here, his divine power, the power of God, the limitless power of God, and he makes a point, he uses the word dunamis, and dunamis is that power we get dynamite from. You know, dunamis is the power in which we do all the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Dunamis is the power by which God does miracles. His divine dunamis, this divine power, God's very own power, not some limited power, not the power of some preacher, not the power of a church leader, not the power of a book, not the power of anything, but God's very power himself, the very power of God, has granted to us, has literally has given to us. And it's important to note here, the given is past tense. The idea is that God gives us his power and keeps on giving us his power. It comes to us by God's grace. It comes to us by the grace of God in Jesus Christ. So God has given us his power, and God continues to give us his power. God has granted to us, by his divine power, all things. And if you do a careful study of the Greek, you know what all things means? All things. It's not, very, it's, it's not unclear at all. So he's saying God's divine power has already given us all things, all things that pertain to life and to godliness. So we already have received by the power of God through the Holy Spirit everything, everything that has anything to do with the way that we live our lives 
and with being godly people before God. So God's power, first of all, has given us all that we need to live our lives. So if you are going to work tomorrow and you're going to face a difficult discussion with your boss, the text says here, God has already given you by his power what you need to have that difficult discussion with your boss. Many times what happens for us as we're living our lives as Christians, we have, it's like we have this toolbox, but we don't use any of the tools. It's like we have all these resources, but we never pick them up. I know this in my, in my own house. You know, there are times when maybe I have to, to drive a, a nail in the wall, maybe to hang a picture. And, and I know that I have in my toolkit the proper hammer to do the job, but I get kind of lazy and I think, well, I don't want to go out and, and get the toolbox. I'll just use this, uh, this book that I have, you know, and try to hammer in the nail. Now, I have learned that I can use a book to hammer in a nail, although it's going to take me longer most of the time, and I can mess up the book in the process, but it's kind of silly because in the end, and, you know, being a man, I, I, I never really catch this. I, I should, because I'm preaching on it now, so... Uh, but being a, being a man, I don't figure out that it's going to actually take me less time to walk to the tool, get, get the right tool to do the job right than it will be to try to find a makeshift tool to do the job just kind of in a halfway way. And that's the way we live our lives as Christians. God has already given us by his divine power everything we need, all things that pertain to life but we don't take a moment to say, God, I'm going into this tough decision, this tough discussion with my boss, and I need you by your Holy Spirit to work in me, to give me the right thing to say, to give me the right kind of perspective, to work in me humility, to work in me grace and mercy toward my boss so that we can have a positive outcome. Instead, we just try to make do with what we have at hand, and we miss out but God has already given us everything we need for life. It's there, but we have to say, God, help me take it up. Help me use it. Help me to apply this power that you've given me, these resources you've given me. Help me to use them at the right time in the right way. And that's what Peter is telling us. We have this resource, so let's take the time to ask him. Let's get it, because we have these resources we need for life and also for godliness. A lot of times people will say, you know, I, I really want to live to please God. How do I do that? And that's what that word encapsulates, that word godliness encapsulates. It's somebody who is trying to live their lives in a way that's honoring to God, that's a reflection of who God is. And the thing is, God has already given us all things by his divine power so that we can live a life pleasing to him. We already have it. God has already given it to us. We need to trust that he's given it to us. And sometimes we need to trust that our lives are pleasing to God even when we don't feel like it. I've almost never talked to a Christian in 30 years of professional Christian ministry, a full-time Christian service, I've almost never talked to a Christian who says, yeah, I've taken advantage of every opportunity I have, I've really lived my life fully pleasing to God, and I know that I'm 100% pleasing to God, 
and it's been, been great. Even when, they, when I think they have been 100% pleasing to God, nobody feels that way. And Peter's telling us, listen, God has already given you, by his divine power, all that you need to live a life pleasing unto him. Just go by that power. Just flow in that power. Just walk in that power. Now, how do we get that power? How do we know the power? How does the power get topped up, if you will? How do we live in that reality of the power of God that has given us all things that pertain to life and godliness? Well, Peter goes on to tell us, and he says this, he's given us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us to his own glory and excellence. In other words, we have this by knowing Jesus. And if you've been here any length of time, you'll know that any time the New Testament translates that word knowledge, almost 100% of the time, it's not quite 100%, but most of the time when you have the knowledge, the knowledge it's talking about is intimate knowledge. Now, I can learn, I, I can know a lot of information about my wife, for example. I could check it out on a Facebook page. I could get some things by the way she posts, uh, who she friends, who she unfriends. But you know, none of, nothing that she gives on the Facebook page really helps me to know her. The way I know her is having a relationship with her and having had that relationship with her for more than 30 years now. Then I get to know her. And that's the key. Uh, here Peter is saying that the way that we keep walking in that power, the way that we keep informed about all things that God has given us already for life and godliness by his divine power is by knowing Jesus. By continuing to walk with Jesus, continuing to know Jesus, getting to know him more through the word, getting to know more as you walk with him, as you follow him, as you listen to his voice speaking in your mind. And this Jesus, he's not just called us to save us from the fires of hell. And many times there are Christians who have that idea that Jesus has only called, called them just to get, get their get out of hell free card, but Jesus has called us to his own glory and moral excellence. In other words, Jesus' desire is for us, in the words of Paul, to come to the measure of the fullness of his manhood. That's why Jesus has called us. And that's why Jesus has equipped us with all things that pertain to life and godliness, because we have been called to walk into his own glory and his own moral excellence, and one day that will happen. One day when we see Jesus face to face, we will walk into that in all of its fullness, by, but until that happens... We are to continue to live into that reality. And because of this calling, he has granted to us his precious and very great promises so that through them we might become partakers of the divine nature. In other words, Jesus said, I've called you to this. I'm promising you this future. I have this for you. I have this hope. I have this plan. I have this future for you. And I promise you, you're going to get there. I promise you that I am going to take you so that you have full fellowship even with my own divinity. That's what that phrase means, partaker of the divine nature. That we will be united with Jesus Christ in his divinity just like he was united to us in his humanity. Not that we become God, we don't become God, but we experience all the blessings of the divine Jesus Christ, fully God and fully human. 
and we grow up into his measure the way he lived his life. And because we have faith in Jesus, because we are united with Jesus Christ right now, we have escaped the corruption of the world that's because of evil desire. And I don't really have enough time to to talk about that phrase. The important thing here, though, to understand is that if you are a follower of Jesus Christ, if you have been saved by grace through faith, you right now have everything you need for life and godliness. You have everything you need by the divine power of God who is working in you. And not only do you have everything you need for that, but you have the assurance that Jesus is going to work in your life to make sure that you come up to the measure of his glory and of his moral excellence. That's his desire. For us now, the key is to believe. The key is to have faith that what God said here is really true. To trust God and to allow God to give us day by day that which he has already given us and already promised to give us continually throughout our lives. And it's in light of that, it's in that divine power that we live our lives fully pleasing to him. Father God, thank you so much for these promises. They're really extraordinary to us and sometimes difficult to believe. But we thank you that you have already given us everything we need for life and godliness. Help us to live fully in that reality. For your glory and praise, through Jesus Christ, amen.